0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Awakens where the talk is geekier than offering a Joe Crane a spot on your podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Mitch and joining me tonight
1: is Matt. I mean, he does still need a job, right? And Tep.
2: Aww. Oh,
1: wait, we don't pay. We don't pay. I,
2: mean, I was gonna say, <laughs> are you guys getting paid for this? <laughs> no. Oh.
0: no. It's, it's actually, what's, what's the opposite of getting paid? Uh...
2: Being robbed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like about if you like hearing things about people getting robbed uh be sure to subscribe to us on stitcher spotify podbean itunes or google play uh questions comments or concerns shoot us an email at the geek awakens podcast at gmail.com uh tonight on the show we've got a bunch of e3 news as well as books from Lion Forge and oni press to talk about uh later on we'll go to a birthday party guaranteed to keep you up all night uh mostly because you'll just be too scared to sleep have you guys seen this
2: I have no idea no. what I'm talking
0: about. Oh, you are in for a treat. I'm going to have to try to pull up some pictures later. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> the first thing that I do want to talk about is because it's something that is local and geeky, and that's awesome. I posted a couple things about it on our Facebook page, but uh, Buzz Bomb on Sunday is doing Hit Pints. It's an introduction to RPGs. Um, it is from, um, it goes from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, sign up is from 1 to 2, and then the actual game plays from 2 to 6 it's very open to people who have not played RPGs before, which is good because I have not played an RPG before. I will be there. Tabitha will be there. Not going to help us out as well, but yeah, it's it. It seems like it's a fun, fun thing, and also you get to drink Buzz Bomb beer, which is good. Yes, very, <laughs> very good. Shout out to Buzz Bomb there. Um, it is. Um, they, now you want to have uh, four to six players. Uh, so bring some friends along. It's first come, first pick of the supplied characters. It'll be a good time. It is, it's, the the system that they're using, it's similar to D&D. It's called Fantasy AGE, or Fantasy Age. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was reading that, and then, like, my brain said, hey, that actually says A-E-G, and that's not a word? That's not a word. No. So that's why I was like, okay, I need to spell this out. And then when I spelled it out, I was like, it was like I was at the script spelling bee, you know, like,
1: AGE. Age. Can you use that word in a sentence. What's the country of origin? <laughs> so,
0: uh, but yeah, so definitely, if you don't have any plans for uh, for Sunday, which Sunday is Father's Day, but if you don't have any plans, or you know, bring your dad along. I mean, because I'm sure that'd be cool too. I'm,
2: I'm just gonna tell everyone there that you're my dad.
0: Just make sure you don't say that I'm your daddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i make like no promises. <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> depends on how many pipe you have, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> so, uh, we've got, like I said, we've got a ton of stuff um, from E3 that came out um, over the past few days. The first thing I want to talk about, um, did you guys uh, see the um, stills from the new Avengers game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the Avengers game, it's not, not a whole lot of details that came out about it, uh, but it does use the core Avengers team from the MCU. But it doesn't feature the likeness of those of the actors mm-hmm. who played those characters, which first and foremost I'm okay with. Yeah. But these don't look like the characters at all. Black Widow looks like Maria Hill. She looks like Colby Smulders.
2: Yeah. They, it just <clears throat> it looks like like the great value brand of the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It really kind of does. It does! <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, but it's uh, it's a third-person... A- person? It's a third-person <laughs> action game. But yeah, but it's an original story. And I guess, according to the trailer, it kind of looks like that um, Captain America bites the dust a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of Cap, one of the other complaints, not just with how these characters look, but also, like, Captain America's outfit has um, got, like, riot officer mm-hmm. body armor. Thor has some kind of weird stuff going on with his costume, so I don't know, it's it's kind of, it's it's interesting because, you know, like just take a look at, you know, Spider Man which came out last year and how like universally loved it was. And even though that didn't um, stay true to pretty much anything with you know, with the comic book or the movies or anything like that, it takes place in a different timeline. But it's interesting to see how
1: like the the reactions are different, different. with this. Mm-hmm. I think part of that may be the fact that The Spider-Man game that came out is not the first Spider-Man game that we've had. And I don't know how many Avengers games we've had. Probably not as many as we've had Spider-Man games. Because there are less, it's a smaller sample size, of Avengers games, I I think that that's why people are kind of expecting it to be more reminiscent to the MCU than the Spider-Man games. Just because, like I said, there's more Spider-Man games. Those haven't been tied to movies or comics, you know, before, so... I don't know. That's just the logic that kind of seems to like hit me when it, why people would be expecting one and not getting it. Yeah. So
0: among some other things that were announced at E3, we are getting a Final Fantasy VIII remaster. It's going to be going to be coming out later this year on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. What's interesting about this one is that back in 2018. Square Enix announced uh, Final Fantasy Seven, Nine, and Ten were getting Nintendo Switch ports, but Eight was glaringly skipped over. Right. So yeah, so it's that's the you know the excitement there is that hey we're finally getting this. Uh, also, Kingdom Hearts Three is getting uh, some DLC action later this year. It's titled Remind. Um, it's uh, got a release window. It's probably going to come out sometime this winter. Uh, but it's going to have new playable characters uh, in the form of Aqua, uh, Roxas, and Riku. Um, and then Sora also gets a new Keyblade transformation. Let's see. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is getting a sequel. We only got like just like a seconds-long trailer of the game, and it's just saying that it's now in development. So there's no kind of timeline, timeline or anything there.
1: Matt, I know you've got a couple things, so why don't you talk about those? I do. I'm going to go back to this kind of, but probably the biggest overall news from E3 um, was from Microsoft's press. Um, and that is that we have a code name um, for the next Xbox system. And we know when it is coming. Um, it is Project Scarlet. Uh, so that's probably the biggest thing, which I'm going to come back to. Which along with that, there's going to be a new Halo game, Halo Infinite. Um, it's going to launch along with the system. One of the other big ones was some a gameplay demonstration for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which we talked about a little bit, but it was kind of the thing where people watched the gameplay demo and some of the fears that people had about how it was going to play out um, have been a little bit relieved. Obviously, there's still a lot left to be done, but um, people seem to find it satisfying for what they saw one of the other two two other big game reveals <clears throat> um are doom eternal and then cyberpunk 2077 the big news with that one is kind of new that that was in the works um a couple of years now but that was revealed by keanu reeves coming out on stage as being part of the game he's not a playable character as far as it looks like um, he's kind of going to be an NPC, but he'll be a character that's like a neural AI that you, as the main character, main player, will be able to interact with. So you can only see him. He talks to you. We'll see how that all plays out, but it sounds like he's going to have a fairly big role being your, you know, uh, interface. That's the word I was looking for. Gosh um that is already set to come out on the 16th of April 2020. There is a collector's edition for that one that is going to come with a statue, art books and posters, but it's going to be 250 bucks.
2: Oh wow.
1: Yeah. So, um let's see. Kind of already mentioned that Halo Infinite is launching along with Scarlet um which, I mean, at this point, like I said, Scarlet, that sounds like it's probably just the code name. It's not the official name. You know, another Gears of War is coming. Or, uh, yeah, Gears Gears 5. Um, or, Borderlands 3. In Bethesda's press conference, uh, they talked a fair amount about Fallout 76. There's been some less than positive things said about that um, since it came out. Um, they're kind of... Backtracking a little bit by adding NPCs back into the game, so that it's not just this massive um, MMO with so little direction. They are also adding a battle royale mode uh, for that, which is I don't know. That's just the new. It's just the new thing for games to do is to add those those battle royale modes. Ever since if you have Fortnite, um, what Apex Legends, um, PUBG you know, become the thing like everybody wants, you know, a battle royale mode. So there's that there is another kinda of, kinda of interesting game coming out. It's called Ghostwire Tokyo. The long and short of this one is basically that there are people disappearing in Tokyo, but they just disappear, leaving like their clothes behind. So they're just gone. In people are just disappearing in mass. Um so in in the information that they released about this, there was some mention of the occult. So I'm not sure how that's all going to play into it. Um, but you're the main character, and you're working to solve the mystery and stop any more people from disappearing. So we'll see how that all goes. Uh, let's see. Square Enix. Uh, you know, we talked about Final Fantasy. Uh, Ubisoft announced a new Watch Dogs Legion. It's the third... Um, Iteration in that game That one is now Going to be Take place In post-Brexit London So that should be Kind of interesting One of the fun things There kind of like How was such a big thing With Grand Theft Auto It's how you could Steal any car You could go anywhere You're going to be able To recruit anyone So Grandma walking down The street You could recruit Grandma to hack for you If you want It's going to Well it'll work But You never know <laughs> What about so. like Theresa May Because I mean She's out there
2: says
1: <laughs> Maybe, who knows, if you can get to if you can get to her, I guess. Some of the highlights there. Like we kind of talked about the Avengers game a little bit. And then like I said, the big thing is Project Scarlet. They released some kind of sort of stats. They don't have a price point. We do have a release date. They're saying it's going to be four times more powerful than the Xbox One X.
2: So probably four times more expensive.
1: Right. <laughs> Um, they're promising faster load times, better visuals, obviously, um, with up to 8K graphics. Wow. Which, not like anybody has an 8K display, so how can you tell? But they're saying it'll support up to 100, 120 frames per second. And they're also... Kind of one of the big things uh, that a lot of people have been worried about with the new systems as they come out is uh, continuing to be disk-driven versus just download-driven. There is going to be a disk drive, so, um, like... My friend Brie sent me today. She goes, so GameStop lives another day. (laughs) (laughs) So they will have something to sell or at least for right now. Um, But then the other thing they're doing is they're switching from a hard disk drive to a solid state drive, which will help with those faster load times. I don't know. It's it's big news for that um, because everybody's been looking for the new systems to come out, um, you know, we kind of didn't really get anything new about PlayStation, but, um, we assume that that will come, especially now that, uh, Microsoft has announced Project Scarlet. So we'll see as more information comes down the pipe and we get more demos, um, <clears throat> for that. So
0: nice.
1: Um, a couple more things that Lydia, um, gave
0: us, um, there is from the developers of Dishonor. There's a new game. It's called Death Loop. Which this one actually sounds pretty interesting. Uh, the trailer that the, that was released. It has a pair of protagonists who seem um, set on killing each other. But each time, each time one is killed by the other, they loop through time. Okay. <clears throat> so um, it takes place in a region called Black Reef. Um, it's a landscape dominated by a giant, mysterious loop. But yeah, no more other like specific gameplay or a release date on that one. But um, but yeah, so it's kind of like it's it'll be interesting to see like whether whether it's you know like there's a way to like like if the two characters have to figure out a way to work together instead of just you know going all spy versus spy, right? Um, <laughs> or what? But, um, but yeah, so that one sounds interesting. Also uh, got. Uh, not a whole lot of information, but, um, the, uh, Elden Ring, which was the game that George R. R. Martin is working on, um, instead of doing what he should be doing. Exactly. Uh, but that is coming <clears throat> to Xbox One and PC. Also, uh, Netflix's Dark Crystal is getting a game, uh, it's a turn-based strategy game on the Switch. It's called Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Uh, players are going to control squads of units uh, pulled from the Dark Crystals uh, universe, making moves across a uh, grid-based battlefield. Um, also, Animal Crossing New Horizons is, getting, is going to expand on cu- uh, character customization. Uh, in the past, like how your character looks is determined by short quizzes at the start of each game, but now you're going to have the ability to control every option... Um, Every facet of the uh, character's appearance from the start. so okay. that's kind of cool. Uh, one thing that I found, which like, oh man, like I don't know, it's it's gonna be kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, so, Arcade One Up announced uh, new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Marvel superhero arcade cabinets. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but like, there are these little arcades. They're probably about like. Uh, like about four feet tall or something. Right now, there's there's like Galaga, Pac Man, things like that. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, so these are two new ones. The Ninja Turtles one is going to have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then also Turtles in Time. Uh-oh. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. <laughs> but when I was looking at this, the because um, the the cabinets or whatever of the of the games look like like they're they're repli- you know replications of the old arcade games and seeing the Ninja Turtles one, like it brought me back in time. It was amazing. <laughs> with the Ninja Turtles one, it's actually I think I read where it's the first one that is going to have four players.
1: Oh, so, um, so the rest of them are like two players because there's not a whole lot of room. They're not super big. Exactly. <clears throat> you can you can't see it too well, but how fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense for the turtles one to have four players because, right. well four turtles.
0: <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'm super stoked about that, and if you have any idea, you know, if you're starting to think about what to get me for, uh, for Christmas...
2: I feel like he's staring at me. <laughs> not, not
0: at you per se, but just because you're the only other people in the room, I'm really talking to all of you people out there.
1: You're gonna crowdfund Mitch's Christmas present.
0: I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the big news that came out of E3, um... But yeah, so I got a couple other things to talk about. Uh, This was actually came out, uh, was announced today from Vault. I I don't know if you guys saw the email, but Vault Comics has uh, announced Nightfall. It's an annual fall event that focuses on like horror
2: stories. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah. So select new series uh, that are introduced from September to December will have the Nightfall icon. Uh, which is going to promise genuine horror. Okay. So, um, Nightfall series will release just like any other Vault periodical, uh, and it's going to conclude based on whatever the title's plan length was. Okay. So, uh, so Vault Editor-in-Chief Adrian Walsh, uh, Nightfall, even more like an, uh, like an annual event, is a, it's a badge. Uh, it tells readers and retailers which of our stories will be truly terrifying. Uh, if you crack open a Nightfall cover, your skin will crawl. Thank Excellent. You. That sounds awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Mm -hmm. they did announce the first title under the Nightfall banner. It's going to be called The Plot, and it's co-written by Tim Daniel and Michael Morikai uh, and drawn by Joshua Hickson. True. So, uh, but yeah, so that will, the plot number one will hit shelves in September of this year. Sweet. Excellent. Uh, We did get a chance to read a couple of things. The first one is actually, it's going to come out June 26th from Lion Forge. It's at the end of your tether. Uh, and basically, it tells the story of um, this kid, Ludo, who uh, grew- grows up on a military base. He becomes friends with and then starts dating this girl named Arlo. As with any military family, they, you know, move away, things like right. that. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't want to give away too many of the details with this book because, like I said, we've got a couple weeks before it's actually released. But uh, did you guys get a chance to read it? Yes. Okay. Well, not. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, go over your thoughts.
2: You guys know how I am. I don't want to be dropped off in the middle of something. But this, like, back and forth enough for me to grasp what was going on in the story. Mm -hmm. But I finished this, and I, like, swiped for the next page, (laughs) and there was no next page. I was like, what? (laughs) But, 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 what? (laughs) Like, I was very upset. Um, I enjoyed this. I I want and I need to know more, Mm -hmm. but in, like, a good way. Not in like an annoying comic book kind of way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not like you didn't get enough information, kind of
2: way. right. Like I got enough information. I want more information. <laughs> I got enough information to enjoy this, but I want extra. Yes,
0: um, and that's and that's kind of how I was too. Like once once I figured out that they were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty easy to to pick up on that. I was I was right there with you. Like I you know on on my phone. Like, it'll tell me when I have a new page mm-hmm. or whatever. So I knew I was coming towards the <laughs> end. But still, like, I was like, but, but, but why? Yeah. Why?
2: <laughs> I need to know what happened. Right. Yeah.
0: Also, Ludo's mom, who is, uh, she's also a boxer. hmm She is stacked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to, don't want to meet her in our alley.
0: <laughs> no. Not at all. <clears throat> um, but yeah, definitely, um check out uh, check out At the end of your tether it's it's a good story it's it's got me tethered um, I'm very interested I'm I want to know more I'm also like I've already got a couple of ideas where it might be going okay. and I'm sad where it might be going yeah. but you know we'll have to wait to find out yeah uh, the other one it's actually in it's not an older book but it's um, uh, we got a chance to read it from oni press because it is nominated for uh, the best publication for kids age 9 to 12 uh, for the Eisner's. Uh, it's uh, Aquacorn Cove. And did you guys get a chance to read that Yes. Oh, all the fields. Yeah. So many fields. <laughs> uh, it was so cute. <laughs> it centers around this girl, uh, Lana, who she and her dad come back to the, uh, their seaside hometown um, basically to help clean up after a bad storm. Find out another storm's coming and then um well also i guess before then uh, Lana comes across um a sick what looks like a seahorse turns out it's actually it's an aquacorn which is a magical seahorse like creature and finally she learns um from her aunt that it's which i i loved that her aunt was may Auntie her may, Auntie may. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. um <laughs> But uh, learns that these aquahorns are um, definitely um, more than meets the eye, yeah. you know, um, and have helped the Seaside Town. Seaside Town doesn't really continue to help them and so on and so forth. But uh, what did you guys think of this one?
2: I loved this. It was super cute and adorable and informative and important. Um, it had a really good message for, I think, kids and adults. Yeah. I just, this was cute. I loved the art. It was just so fun and sad and all. This was just precious.
1: (laughs) I like the fact that, like, I mean, we knew, we just found out recently that Lion Forge and Oni Press are becoming one. Um, And we know that Lion Forge has, at least for us, become known for these types of stories. Mm. And I like the fact that Oni is doing this as well it means that these are going to keep coming from this joint venture. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, it's very much one of those stories that told in the graphic format um, has a good moral, has a good story, um, is a good lesson that really anybody and everybody that reads Mm -hmm. it should know and learn. Um, And it's not necessarily a place that you would expect to find it Mm -hmm. again in a graphic novel. Um, But it was, it was just awesome. Like from beginning to end, You know the the characters, um, yeah. There's there's more backstory to it than you would think early on, um, which I enjoyed. You know, you get some of that as it goes along, um, but none of that feels forced, which is good because that can sometimes be just like dropped in, like, oh, by the way, here's some background on this character, Mm -hmm. and it was done like that part was done really well, so it felt very, I guess, organic. Mm -hmm. um, You know, as all that came out. Oh, like I said, Evercorn Cove, it's, um, it's already
0: out, it's been out for a little bit, so, uh, if you've got kids in that age range, or if you're just like us, who just (laughs) like to read kids' books, (laughs) um, pick that up. So, we're going to start Gut Reaction, and we're going to start it with, uh, Tabitha and, um, Love and Tosha.
2: Yes. Um, so... Three years ago, we lost Anton Yelchin, um, the guy who played Chekhov Mm -hmm. in the Star Trek films. There is a documentary coming out on August 2nd, on a limited release, about his life. Um, It's going to be directed by Garrett Price, and it's also been made with his parents. So we know it's going to be like a legitimate documentary. Right. Um, It goes through his childhood, um, his struggles with cystic fibrosis, um, his... Coming into his acting career, um, it's actually narrated by Nicolas Cage, and there are it's full of just interviews with his friends and his co-stars, including J.J. Abrams and most of the Star Trek cast. I watched this preview and almost had a mini-little meltdown. Um, the tragic way that he passed away is just awful. Like... You celebrities die and people die every day, but this was just heartbreaking and thumbs up for them making a documentary about someone who you wouldn't think would be like one of those influential celebrities, but he is.
1: Matt, what about you? I think this is awesome. I don't think, I, I didn't know that he also has cystic fibrosis, which is something that hits kind of close to home for me. Having that as part of the story and know that he was able to become an actor and become an influential actor um, is, I think is probably it would be my favorite part of that. Probably also the most heartbreaking if I were to actually take the time and sit down and watch it, which knowing that information, I don't know if I could, um, but still I think this is great. So thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. But at the same time, like
0: I don't know that I could watch it either. Mm-hmm. It's it man. It, it would be heartbreaking um, because you're absolutely right. The, the way that the way that he passed was just awful. And, you know, to... I'm sure that they're not going to dwell on that. Oh, but, I'm sure. But at the same time, I mean, that's going to be in the back of my mind. So, um, Matt, let's, uh, let's go back to Are You Afraid of the Dark?
1: So, as everything's getting rebooted and redone and rehashed and what have you, um, <clears throat> Are You Afraid of the Dark is going to be returning to Nickelodeon. It's going to be a limited series. <clears throat> three one-hour episodes this October. Uh, It's an entirely new Midnight Society. They are going to be telling terrifying tales about the Carnival of Doom, only to have those events in their stories come to life. I love this show. Even I was probably a little old when it came out, uh, but I still enjoyed this because this was kind of like that first teaser kind of into a darker stories. Um, I I think this is going to be fun. But again, all these reloads, rehashes, reboots, revamps—I don't know. Maybe we should just left it alone. So I'm going to go thumb sideways. I say this as I'm drinking coffee from my Golden Girls mug, just
0: like <laughs> I, just like I always watched Golden Girls with my grandmother. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark was a, another show that like we watched all the time. I don't know that I'm going to watch it just because I'm a little old for it. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, absolutely, 100 percent thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. That We're ha- that all a
2: little before. old for all <laughs> of the things we do.
0: <laughs> Fair, but uh, but yeah, definitely thumbs up, tap
2: I was the right age for Are You Afraid of the Dark, <laughs> and I like to think I am still the right age for Are <laughs> You Afraid of the Dark. Used to scare the crap out of me, but I loved it. I'm excited for this. Like I have been eyeing this like series of this that you can purchase on like. C- from Canadian Walmart for like <laughs> two years that I just haven't bu- bit the bullet and bought it. I want it. I want it to come back, but I want it to scare me just like it did when I was a kid. So they're probably gonna have to up it, which wouldn't be well received on Nickelodeon. So we'll see. <laughs> Thumbs up.
0: All I'm gonna say, you know, if you're one, just get that little nudge. Just have drunk Mitch buy it. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good at like. At, like, you know, like, just being the one to finally just, like...
2: Next time you're yeah. drinking, can you let me know? And I'll just be like, Mitch, here's my credit card number. <laughs> I'll
0: call you in, like, an hour. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, these next two stories take with a big grain of salt. The first one, uh, Mindy Kaling, who, uh, shot to fame in The Office. She just, uh, her new movie, uh, what is it, Late Night, just came out. Uh, but she has, uh, spoken with Marvel, about maybe doing, uh, maybe adapting Ms. Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, she she said I think uh, the people I've spoken to at Marvel are are so excited about the character, and I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, she wants in her, you know, in her perfect world, she would have an unknown play uh, Kamala Khan, and she also thinks that Disney Plus would be the right place for this. I love Mindy Kaling. I would one hundred percent be down for this. So thumbs up.
2: Yeah, same. I love Mindy Kaling. I love the like the new version of Miss Marvel that we got with Kamala Khan, and, and especially Mindy knowing that she needs to give you know back to that community and let you know some unknown actress play that role. Thumbs up.
1: Matt. I don't know that I have anything to add, but yeah, thumbs up. So this blog, uh,
0: we got this covered, reported last week that Warner Brothers. Uh, <laughs> The, the rumor is that Warner Brother is planning to uh, reboot the DC Extended Universe. The original continuity will stand for Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Uh, but new projects, the Batman, the Supergirl movie that we're going to be getting, uh, is going to take place in a fresh timeline that won't connect with the <laughs> old movies. But now they're saying that uh, none of the James Gunn has been appointed to get the DCEU together uh he's going to be involved in several upcoming projects as a producer uh with his role as overseer for the cinematic universe uh but so he'll also like he'll have small roles in pretty much every movie that dc puts out so while there there are plans to continue with two separate dc universes uh one source did say that there's the idea to potentially merge the two together but there are no immediate plans for that uh I'm gonna have to give this a thumb sideways. I like the idea of somebody like James Gunn coming in and fixing things, but the the idea of two separate universes that might maybe come back together—it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's confusing for an active fan, let alone a casual fan. So, time yeah.
2: yeah, same thumb sideways for exactly the same reason. Like, if you don't know anything about the DC universe and you're all of a sudden like, wait, what do you mean multiple timelines? Like, people. People that just exclusively watch superhero movies, that would be incredibly confusing. So, some sideways. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think with the the blueprint that Marvel has set out, whether you're hardcore or casual fan, you kind of expect things to like this to fall in line to be part of a singular universe. I mean, I'm not going to fault them for the idea of you know, and eventually maybe coming together and doing the whole multiverse thing. Um, but at the same time, like, people are going to expect them to all fit kind of together. Uh, so, I mean, thumb sideways, um, just because, yeah, having somebody like James Gunn attached to this, it's going to help? Is it going to save it? That's the big question. <laughs> Probably,
0: every, one, like, one part of in-game, <clears throat> excuse me, that was on, like, the top ten list of everybody's favorite moments of that movie was, um... Uh, uh, Tony Stark at the end saying to Iron Man, saying to, <laughs> to uh, Thanos, "I am Iron Man." Right before he snaps his fingers, that almost wasn't a thing. One of the uh, ideas that, um, one of the lines that they tried at one point had Tony saying mm. "f you" or "f off" to Thanos, except not, you know, except right. saying the whole word. <laughs> uh, it's not clear whether or not it was just like. Actually, in the script, or if it was just kind of like thrown around, or you know, or if it was just like an ad lib that uh, Robert Downey Jr. did like on set. Uh, either way, complete thumbs down to this. Uh, I think, I think in the right venue, Tony Stark absolutely would say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this Tony Stark that we've known for the last 10 years wouldn't have. No, and I think that I, I don't think that there's any. really any other line other than I am Iron Man that would have worked there. So, tap him.
2: Yeah, thumbs down for the potential of that happening. I feel like it would have been very, very out of character for him, especially after the somewhat transformation he went through becoming a dad. Uh, I feel like that would have been very out of character (laughs) for him, so I'm glad that they went with what they did.
1: Matt? Yeah, I'm also going to go thumbs down. Um, In part two, um, I'm going thumbs down because my boys are kind of sort of just old enough to start getting into these movies. And that would be one of those things where I'd almost have to draw the line, like, "Eh, okay, that one pushes this one over the edge. You're not ready to see this yet. And that's, it would be disappointing for them. Um, and in the universe that Marvel has built with this, I mean, I know that it's worked for Deadpool. I know that it's worked for Wolverine to be a little bit more edgy, be more graphic, be more vulgar. Um, but not with the MCU and the characters that they've built in this universe. So for the, I know they just toss it around, but just for the idea, like keep things where they are. Um, so thumbs down. Tabitha, let's uh, let's spice up our lives.
2: Yes, Ugh. let's. What I heard that sound. Heard what? <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. Love the Spice Girls, and they're currently touring in the UK, and Tabitha is devastated that she does not live in the UK. And Paramount Animation has announced that the Spice Girl movie is in development. We're getting an animated Spice Girls movie. Um, all five Spice Girls would be taking part in the movie. We're not leaving out Posh Spice. Victoria Beckham is joining for this because she doesn't have to sing, as my guess. Because she couldn't anyway. But... Um, <laughs> She was just there to look pretty, like it's fine. Uh we don't have a release date. Uh hopefully twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, the sooner the better. Cause hopefully. Spice Girl cause Spice Girl movie. <laughs> um best part of this?
1: There's a best part.
2: <laughs> there will be the old classic songs and also new songs, because the plot of the movie is basically them making new music. It's the Spice Girls. Nice. Thumbs up. So excited.
0: Do I even have to ask you, Matt? This is a big thumbs down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just for existing.
1: <laughs> That's my question about the Spice Girls, too. Why do they exist? Uh, wow. Sorry. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, now, before you pick up your shame belt, I'm giving this a thumb sideways. And only because I'm worried about what kind of animation style we're looking at.
1: Um, that's your biggest concern? I mean
0: <laughs> hi, if it occurred in the 90s, I love it. That said
2: <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't an actual shame.
0: <laughs> that said if it if it's in the art style of like uh like the yeah. new ThunderCats.
2: Okay, did you watch like Totally Spies or any of those like ch- those like <clears throat> chick older like Sailor Moon, but, like, more advanced. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but no. Like, if it's in that art style, I will be stoked. But if it's in, like, I don't want, like, Spongebob animation. I want, like, classic 90s cartoon animation for a Spice Girls animated movie. That's what I want. As well it should be. That's what I want. And I will be watching this.
0: So so did you just tell us what you want, what you really, really want?
2: I'll tell you what I want. (laughs)
0: We're going to kind of go from one extreme to the other to end up gut reaction. Uh, And we're going to go
1: from Spice Girls to Quentin uh, Tarantino. So we've heard rumors about this for a while. um, That Quentin Tarantino is going to be working on a Star Trek movie. He was talking to Empire Magazine and confirmed that he is going to be doing a Star Trek movie. And that it will be rated R. Which is kind of what we'd heard rumors of. For a while now. But he confirmed it. Carl Irvon and Zachary Quinto have both kind of weighed in on this. They both think that it's going to be a good thing. Uh, They think that that's a good... They think it's a part of the Star Trek universe that is worth exploring. I didn't even (laughs) find that on purpose. but, um, But basically they're thinking that with Tarantino... Um, he will actually be able to capture the horror that is space. Which, in that regard, I don't know that I can really disagree with them about that. This falls into the category for me like moving things in the MCU to R from PG 13. Um, I just, with what you've already got kind of set up, I'm not sure why you felt like this is necessary. Play me on Devil's Advocate. Like I said, it's worked for Wolverine to work for Deadpool. I don't know. I'm gonna go thumb sideways on this. Yep. Um,
0: first and foremost, I completely forgot
1: that this was even a thing. <laughs> um,
0: I'm gonna give this a thumb sideways. Uh, I think if they do this, and and I'm pretty sure that you know that I have heard that um, this would probably be like uh, like the original series mm-hmm. cast of characters. But I feel like for this to be done effectively, it would need to be a new. I, for me personally, I would be okay with it with a completely new and different crew, you know, um, seeing an R-rated version of Kirk and Spock and a and all that, I don't know that I really want that, Mm. but, you know, but if it's a, you know, renegade, you know, Starfleet or whatever, like, okay, okay, I guess to be fair, you know, like, uh, like, Discovery on CBS All Access has kind of, like, dipped its toes in, like, the kind of more mature Star Trek, so, but again, it's a different crew, so...
1: Tabitha.
2: I guess it kind of depends on what the horror aspect of it is. If it's going... Or not horror aspect, but the R-rated aspect of it. If it's going to, you know, resort to, you know, a bunch of nudity or a bunch of, like, overt like, language or whatever, it's one thing. But there were... Like, I was a TNG kid. Like, that's where I started. But when I went back and watched some of the original original Star Trek episodes with my dad, like, I would get scared. Like, there's that... There's fear in some of those episodes. And if, he, like he said, space is scary. Like, if you're going to use it as, like, more of a monster death destruction kind of horror, I'm okay with that. More so than, like, violent, like nudity and language. Yeah. Like, give me more violence, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. But... But I think it depends on how they use their yeah. rating and what they use it on. So, thumb base?
1: I guess I haven't really thought about that because I, too, was a TNG kid. And like in all the episodes that I watched, no lie, those Borg episodes oh. were some of the scariest mm-hmm. episodes I mm-hmm. have ever seen of any show ever as a kid. Like, Borg terrifying. Oh, absolutely so, um, terrifying. Yeah. So, I mean, if they, you know, pulled on something like that, you know, I could see that working few more
0: things to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about, uh, Tabitha, it's a, it's a new game that I think we all need to play.
2: I looked at Target the other day and I didn't <laughs> see this. But if I go in there and it's there, I'm spending my 1999 and we're all playing it. There is a blockbuster board game First part of this is super cool. It comes in a... It's boxed in a classic VHS box. Oh, nice. Um, It has 200 classic movie and 60 category cards. And the game board is a blockbuster parking lot. Yes! Including a sign that you can just stick up in the middle of the board. (laughs) This is incredible. So, it's kind of a trivia game. Um, It's also kind of like a buzzer beater kind of game. Okay. So, the first part... You play with teams. Both teams are given a topic, like movies with dogs. And the players have 15 seconds to yell out a title. You go back and forth until you can't think of any anymore, and then the team who's thought of the most gets to go and play first. So, like, for example, you know, movies with dogs, uh, I don't know, Homeward Bound. We were just talking about that. And then you go into the next part of the game, which is like Triple Chirage Jeopardy? So, you get six movie cards, and the, like, the First team to collect all eight movie cards, and each movie card is a genre, is the team that wins. So your goal is to collect these eight movie cards. So you take six, you keep the three you think you'll be strongest at, you pass the next ones off to the other group, and then you keep going. You have to get the members of your team to guess what your movie title is based on one word, a quote, and pantomiming. And that's how you win.
1: Yeah, we definitely need to find this and play this.
2: We need yeah. this. We would either be really good or really bad at this. Because I go, you know <laughs> that movie with the guy with the arms and the hair? Like, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: So, <laughs> but sometimes you'll get that, and then somebody will be like, Sling Blade, let's this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> True. But yeah, we need this. Um, it is available at Target. its 19.99, and it is being released by Big Potato Games.
0: I just love that it comes in a Blockbuster box.
2: Same. Yep. And like I did, I looked at Target the other day when I was in there, and alas, no Blockbuster box. oh
0: Maybe eventually it'll show up on Amazon and you can pay for it with a uh, with your Amazon card for bad credit.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: Oh, I thought you said Drunk Mitch was going to buy it when he buys my Are You Afraid of the Dark series. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> um, so Amazon is launching a new credit card. Um, For what they're calling the underbanked, for people with bad credit, they are working with Synchrony Financial, who works with Sam's Club and a whole bunch of other businesses to create uh, credit card account systems. It's going to be called the Amazon Credit Builder and will let users build up credit through a secured card. And it will also include budgeting tips and tools, uh, which will allow people to eventually graduate to another Amazon store card once they have established credit. The Synchrony Executive Vice President and CEO, um, Tom Quinlan, said that it's putting credit in the hands of people in a responsible way. It doesn't really say when this is launching. Um, it's going to have some of the same perks as other Amazon cards, like 5% cash back on purchases. Um, but the biggest thing probably is that it's going to be um, what they what they call a secured card. So you will be able to deposit, say, $500 into this card um, and then use that credit that you have basically put on this card to buy things from Amazon. Okay. Um, so part of the reason they're doing this is that in 2018, uh, there was a FICO survey that found out that 11% of the population has a credit score below 550 and 4% has a quote-unquote bad credit score between 300 and 499. They're hoping that this will help with basically teaching people to responsibly use credit. Um, Which, considering all of the sales that Amazon does, I could see how this would be beneficial. You know, at first I was like, like, this sounds like a really awful idea. I can't believe that they would, you know, it kind of sounds like they're preying on people. But, again, it's a secured card instead of an unsecured, which would then allow you to graduate to a different type of card. Uh So
0: yeah I don't know I kind of I kind of go back and forth on this one like yeah I, I do like the idea of the um, like the the tools or whatever you know that, that this program will give you to be able to build your credit or whatever but at the same time it's like well is, is Amazon really doing this to try to help people or right. are they just trying to grow their customer base because the people who are going to get this card, might not have had a credit card before. Yeah, you know. Um, I guess you know. Obviously, you can do it with debit cards, and <clears> there are people who have never had a credit card and have had debit cards. I don't know. I just.
2: I mean, it's it's Amazon. It might look benevolent, but I'm assuming that there, it's just going to be a giant cash grab because yeah. Yeah. it's Amazon. Well,
0: I mean, also looking at the uh, what well, the, the the APR the APR it's 28.24 <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh my. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. look yeah little bit of a cash grab (laughs) so so this one came from lydia uh so this fern creek high school in kentucky it's offering a three-day course for high school seniors called adulting 101 (laughs) the three courses one uh was about money uh so it was divided up between money home and health and then uh being a professional so students Mm -hmm. also learned about car maintenance washing clothes and cooking food um, I really love this quote from this one student. Uh, she said that, I learned a lot about how to do my laundry. I mean, I kind of knew some aspects of it, but I never sorted clothes or anything like that. I'm in my mid-30s. I don't sort my clothes anymore.
2: <laughs> I have never sorted my clothes. I've been doing my laundry since I was seven.
0: <laughs> like, back in my youth, like, I, I would... like I would... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would pay attention. It's like if it, you know, if the tag said, you know, like wash warm, I'd wash it with warm clothes. If it said wash cold, I'd wash it with cold clothes. Everything gets washed cold now. Yep. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just put colors my washing machine. Works. Yeah. Separating
0: <laughs> between colors and whites, yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not discounting this course. I think, it's, right. I think it's great. But like, I don't know. I think. I hope you're paying attention to some other things. Do it a little too much. Yeah, because laundry is like the least of your worries. Yeah, laundry
2: (laughs) is like the easiest thing. Well, I wouldn't say that. I I know grown people who don't know how to do their laundry.
0: But, I mean, overall, I think this is a good idea. I know that there are a lot of things that should be taught in high school that weren't. That said, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, these, you know, like, memes that come through, like, from time to time, you know, like, people like, oh, why don't they ever teach you how to balance a checkbook in school? Mm -hmm. I remember learning how to balance my checkbook in eighth grade. Like, that
1: was a thing.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't think we had a class like that, and if we did, I didn't take it, but I'm also not an idiot, so I figured out how to balance my own checkbook.
1: True. I want to say there was maybe, like, a small section of a math unit in junior high, it was, like, a fake checkbook Mm -hmm. that you had to balance, but it was, I mean, it's simple addition and subtraction. Right. But... Well, I mean, yeah,
0: to be fair, it wasn't part of,
1: like, a grander course of, like, how to be an adult, but... I mean, in all reality, everybody has online banking now, so... I still balance my checkbook.
2: I haven't balanced a checkbook since I was 17 years old.
0: Well, la-dee-da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just saying.
0: All right, so the last story that we're going to talk about tonight, and um, I'll, gosh, I'll probably have to post a link to this story... Uh, so that, you know, if you're if you're listening, you can, you know, see what's going on. Um, so this three-year-old girl in Monterey, Mexico, uh, her name is Lucia. She had a birthday party. Okay. She, you know, like most kids, wanted a theme for her birthday party. Okay. And according to, you know, like, um according to her cousin, you know, like, she was very persistent about it. The parents were supportive and whatever.
2: Her theme was...
0: Inspired by um, the 2018 horror movie, The Nun.
2: You know, I saw the pictures
0: of this, <laughs> and
2: I immediately sent it to a friend to find and I was like, if you had a kid, this would be it. <laughs> because it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yes.
0: So this girl, she got a... Uh, and they went through a lot of trouble to get a pinata uh, made oh, to look like The Nun. No, yeah. that's... Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. It's uh,
2: amazing. <laughs> had uh,
0: had the cake specially made, which, you know, whatever.
2: Me, of all the things to be okay, maybe she just really likes like preview or maybe she's just really into the movie. I support her. I think this is fantastic.
0: And also like, you know, and, and other kids at the party like uh got into it as well with uh with some face paint. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean how are you gonna have a have a creepy nun party and not dress like a creepy nun? Right. <laughs> I like the picture where she's holding the giant pinata's hand, but also can you imagine how traumatized she was when someone started beating that with a stick to try to <laughs> to, <laughs> to give birth to candy? <laughs> <But> like,
1: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, or did they did they beat it or like a lot of pinata? <laughs> a lot of <laughs> pinata. <laughs> well, I guess now it's the nuns' turn to get beaten. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of pinatas these days, you just
2: pull a string. What? Yeah. What kind of piñata is that? That's cheating. That's some 2019. Like, also, so there, better, swear your I swear to God, they
1: better have used a ruler.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's just like a bunch of strings and like you pull the right one and then
1: here comes the candy. That takes all the fun out of and the point of a piñata. Just completely gone.
2: I just want a piñata now. Without a string. So. Old school.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, Lucia
2: did get a couple of
0: shout outs. Um, one was from us director Jordan Peel, as well as Bonnie Ahrens, who plays the nun in the movie. That's amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, like I said, like I I don't know. I, I would have definitely had to have been prepared for that. Like yeah. especially like if the parents like invited me, which why would you invite <laughs> me to Mexico for a birthday party? But, <laughs> but <I guess>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> neither here nor there. But, you know, like,
0: if I was invited to that birthday party and, like, I didn't know that it was going to be a... Uh, yeah, and you show up and find that. And, yeah, not only that pinata, but also, like... The kid? The kid. <laughs> like, I'd be like, mm, okay, bye. Like here, Here's your present and here's your My Little Pony. Clearly, I, <laughs> clearly I misjudged this one. <laughs> also, can you imagine, like, if she wanted that theme but also wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese?
1: That uh, would have
2: scared the, Chucky. I mean, <laughs> Chucky's way scarier than that nun. Are you sure? Yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you about this. But, um, I don't know. When, when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, which, uh, if you don't know this, when I, uh, I I worked for Chuck E. Cheese for many years, and I was first hired to be Chucky. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> for, for, my, for my first three months there, that's all I did.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: Nope. So... At the time, uh, there was this girl that I was friends with. Um, we were both in choir direct, uh, together, and I knew that she had a huge fear of people dressed up in costume.
2: And she worked at Chuck E. Cheese? She didn't work
0: at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, okay. Was, I was like, uh. A... But she was there one time for, I don't know, for a birthday party or something like that. So, me, being the awful person I am. <laughs> um, Sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got in the Chuck E. suit,
1: followed her around.
2: You're a monster. <laughs> I would have. I, I support you. I would have hit you. <clears throat> yeah.
1: <laughs> Drown you in the ball pit. <laughs> I've got some horror stories about that place.
2: <laughs> just the idea of Chuck E. Cheese is enough of a horror story for me. I'm all set. Pizza's not bad though. I don't know that I've ever had it. I mean, some not- people would have birthday parties there. Granted, there wasn't one anywhere near close to my hometown. We had to drive for it. I wouldn't go. Yeah.
0: I mean it wasn't don't get me wrong, it's not great pizza, but I mean it's better than some. Now granted I haven't worked there in like twelve years, so I don't (laughs) know. I'm sure they've changed the recipe since Probably
2: They just get Tostino's pizzas.
0: (laughs) I do love me a party pizza.
2: (laughs) Same, but now they're square and it's weird. I'm okay with No This (sighs) is not grade school. I don't want square pizza. round pizza back so I can leave it in my oven when I'm a drunk college kid and forget that it, it's in there for three days. I weeks. mean, you
0: could leave a square <laughs> pizza in the oven just as well.
2: No, you can't. Refuse. <laughs> uh, I stand corrected
0: <laughs> So, right. So that's all the time that we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. Now, uh, that was with authority. That was
2: my much more aggressive
0: than I intended it to <laughs> <laughs> um, While you're there, uh, give, us, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on from all of us at Geek Awakens. Thanks for listening and we hope to be back next week. Everybody say bye. Bye. bye.